The following show contains spoilers for episode one of Survivor 41. All right, everybody, uh, before we get into uh, the program here, I'd like to make a, a quick announcement. I, ha- I have decided that uh, Mr. Fred is no longer welcome on this program. Due to some creative differences, we've decided that it's best that uh, he not stick around here and he, he can go on and find his own pastures from now on. Yes, that is correct. What the hell are you doing here? Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> Hello again. Hello. Hello again. Hello again. Welcome to a fresh start for a new season of both Survivor and our fantasy coverage type stuff we do for it. Uh, we have been introduced into this new era of Survivor, or so they have proclaimed, and we haven't really changed up our fantasy stuff too much, but you know we do our best to keep up. And it's it's something something else, something crazy. Uh, so as we kind of went over in the draft episode, which contains all of our picks, all of our thinkings behind it, and kind of a quick first impressions take on all the different people playing the game right now, we're all split up into teams. So we don't have all six of us here at one moment, but today we have me, Toon, representing Blockbuster Definition, uh, representing... The Flame Pog Empire. We got flying here. Let's go. And uh, we have... Representing a broken marriage is me soaring Chris and Fred. Yeah. <laughs> representing <laughs> the other half of said broken marriage. So, so are you changing your team name from the friends we made along the way to something else now? Something the friends more... we lost along the way. Something more fitting <laughs> after this tragic. episode. After one episode, we've, we've, we've already... Uh... Very broken. There were no friends to be made, only friends to be lost. Well, I think I, I, I think I'm contractually obliged to not change the team name, unfortunately. It, it was in that like, contract we all signed at the start of the season, right? Yeah, oh, the yeah, terms of, of service. <laughs> oh, well. It's like staying together for the kids. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so how uh, we normally handle all the different stuff we have to cover is we use the first bit of the show to go over um you know our feelings on it stuff we thought was funny interesting talk about the future of it then we uh take some time to break down the points everybody earns and if we had to improvise any new ways of getting points or anything like that so to start off uh that was a pretty fun episode what do you think i love this episode it's why is that I I think a lot of the filmmaking things with like I I think they're taking inspiration from Australian Survivor more definitely yeah. of like these these slow motion close ups of the contestants and and flashback clips and like also we, we, weirdly a lot a lot of uh a lot of inspiration from season one of Survivor <laughs> oh mm-hmm. yeah I I like that I'm I'm I don't know. It's. Uh, I don't expect this to happen every episode, but well, I mean, we're gonna get introduced to tree mail every episode, right? Oh goodness! Oh god! <laughs> I guess that never happened. Huh? Uh, yeah, this is definitely a little more produced than uh, you know a typical season. But I felt like we were starting to kind of get there with Winners at War and the premiere. I feel like they always kind of try to be a little more flashy than usual. Uh, mm-hmm. My my impression of the episode is I really enjoyed it. It isn't something that's like a standout, like, whoa, one of the greatest premieres ever, but nothing really upset me, which is good, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the rest of the season, I think. What's that, Fred? Were were you upset by something? Were you you upset, Fred? Yes, but not exactly what you might be thinking, but... Yeah, we're just whatever. we're just discussing, you know, the the structure of the episode. The, yeah, the, the so, what's put together of it, not uh, you know, what our stakes, what what our heart is tied to. Well, I'm not necessarily <laughs> talking about stakes either, but what, it's not. I don't know if we want to get into it, but yes, on the whole, the episode was very solid and enjoyable. It, you got it, to hear from everybody, mm-hmm. uh, and it's helpful when we have the. Uh, the long double boot episodes, right? This is the first time since uh, Heroes vs. Villains, apparently, that we've had a full two-hour long like episode that isn't split in the middle or anything weird like that. 
and it really gives us time to like learn about everybody and see like you know a little bit of what to expect from this group of people yeah and i don't know if it's just a result of it being a long double boot episode but the more that i thought about it afterwards it did feel like things were happening faster just in terms of like the vibes I, mainly the the thing that like made me notice it is when people were sus of JD like off rip. It just felt like one of those things where on a even like a just a slightly slower season, whether you know cast wise or time wise, JD has the time to like make relationships instead of instantly mm-hmm. being like sussed out and and making people uh put a target on him. Um, I got bad news, dude. I think that might just be JD. <laughs> It could just be JD, for sure. Um, Those scenes were, like, kind of odd, because we did get, like, JD talking to all these different individuals, you know, starting to make connections, and then we immediately get, eh, I don't know about JD, from from Sean, and then we get Sean going around talking to all these individuals. Mm-hmm. It's It's a weird parallel that they well, had set up i, I right disagree there. i think what we saw was the interactions that jd had with these people that you know they were polite to him but they weren't that they were put off by those interactions and then when they went to another group later they said yeah i was you know i i thought that was weird or i was made uncomfortable by that or whatever yeah and i think too you know these people have been probably waiting waiting a bit to play and now that they've all been told that's going to be a shorter season. This is something I've been thinking the whole time. It's like, I think these people are showing up and they're ready to just like get going and start playing. Uh, and eventually they'll start to settle into the pace of the game a bit. But I think these people are like hitting the beach and they're instantly thinking like, okay, we got to start moving. We got to get going. Mm-hmm. We see it like uh, there on the, the green tribe. We see it like on day one with the Nasir thing, like tattling on, on Deshaun and Danny. I think yeah. they're just a little antsy to like get going. Yeah, I was going to say the other thing that seemed a lot faster was the vote from uh, Green Tribe, but we'll get to that later. Um, mm-hmm. The the Nasir thing is also one of those moments where it feels pretty tip- like typical um, Day 1 Survivor stuff, but it is like yeah. a Can pretty we just ba- big... back it up a bit here for a second and you know actually talk sure. about this opening twist? Sure. Right. Sure. So th- they've arrived on the speech and they are given like a brains versus bronze choice, uh, you know figure out how many triangles are in this uh, crazy shape or carry water for several hours uh, with only two people. Which one would you choose? I think any sane person would count the triangles. Oh yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of triangles there. The more that I looked at it afterwards, cause see, I had the same thought. I was like, it can't be that hard. You have two hours to count four. I thought it was two, whatever, four hours to count and recount and recount and recount. I was like, there's no way they would rather have two people do laborious work right before a uh, immunity challenge. There's just no way. Especially, then, especially, especially when you're preparing camp. You want all hands on deck for that, right? Yeah. And then the more I looked at the triangle puzzle, I was like, yeah, no, nobody should ever pick this. Ever. Ever. In a million years. Nobody should ever pick this. This is insane. You have one guess, too. And, and like, if you had three guesses, it's more reasonable. Um, but there was just... There's no world where picking triangles is better. Especially because it seems like they kind of just did the water buckets without any problem. It seems like it was definitely tough, but they you know, had plenty of, of time, it seemed like. Because they were kind of playing up like, oh, I don't know if we're going to be able to make it. And then they cut, and like the buckets are all full so, yeah. yeah and then danny and deshaun just like wandered off for half of that <laughs> uh-huh mm-hmm. i i think they only like went searching for like five minutes it just happened to be that nasir saw them right then yeah that's that's <laughs> the how it ed- the editing looked like it was just like a few quick clips that they were able to pick up mm-hmm yeah, because the way Nasir walks back and tells the tribe about it makes it seem like they, as soon as we turned our backs while they were going to do the challenge, they ran off into the forest to to look for them. It's more that, like, while they were walking back to, to get water, they, like, dug around by a tree 
and then kept going and that was it which like i don't think literally anyone would blame them for um but i think it is also an interesting point there because nasir brings it up and everyone's like "Ooh, that's a little sus um but then as soon as danny and deshaun get back they're like oh yeah nasir was like talking (laughs) yeah it's just interesting yeah to see like those social sort of maneuvers because in hindsight we can look at it and say okay maybe nasir you know instead of creating like a conflict right away in the tribe could have gone to like danny and deshaun be like hey like i saw you guys kind of poking around like end up finding anything right Mm -hmm. and try and create an in versus being like all right us versus them right because it didn't really seem to work out for him yeah and I don't know what I would do in that situation, because Nasir took the most obvious route, which is putting two people on the outs. I, you know, you, you know what? You know what? I think the approach here is go up to them, confront them, no, not in like a, what are you guys doing kind of way, but like, oh, you guys looking for outs, you know, a little playful way. And then you're in on it. They have to, it kind of forces a degree of trust onto you. And then you have more leverage and game options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. It is also just interesting to see basic, you know, or very minor deci- decisions like that turn on people pretty significantly because suddenly this year's on the outs. And that's, I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be yeah. honest with you. I think next episode we don't hear about this at all ever again. Probably oh, not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> day one stuff. Yeah, it's day one stuff essentially, but it is interesting to talk about. Well, since we're on this blue tribe here, um, and I feel like they don't have too much of like a story going on throughout the episode, um, how are you guys feeling about about the blue tribe? I mean, I think they're kind of what we expected, right? They're they're the David tribe. Mm, no, <laughs> something like that. I mean, I don't know. They're they're out there, like they're doing all right. The blunder with the with the clip on that first boat oh wait I, why did i said david i don't know why i had my metaphor like messed up in my head i meant glass there you go but like they were doing really well in that first challenge you know they would have won they got the second immunity challenge even though they fell behind uh it seems like they're you know in a good spot for challenges though i don't really feel particularly strongly about any of the people here yeah um and and i know like you know looking at like our draft team and this is one where we will check in with jimmer later right but we have like deshaun jimmer you know picked early uh nasir uh jimmer and i had you know kind of high up on our our lists and after this episode you know he's not looking too great you know deshaun seems like he's doing all right i liked seeing how uh, i think it was erica like went right back to deshaun to tell him about nasir so it's Nice to see, like, connections forming, but none of these people leave, like, as huge of an impression as the others, but, you know, part of that is because they didn't go to Tribal. For sure. And it's, it's what... I feel the same way as I did during the draft, which is that, like, I like Danny, I like Deshaun, I would have totally been willing to draft them. Mm-hmm. Um, They just weren't my first pick, but they feel like they're safe and consistent. And like Soaring said, they are clearly the the strong tribe and they showed that but yeah i don't really get a good vibe on like relationships right now i would say that going into it i expected sydney to make more of a splash either positively (laughs) or negatively mostly (laughs) i expected negatively but she really felt just like a non-factor so far yeah, I think like she's out there just having fun. I'm glad she's not making a splash. That makes me feel more secure about the only choice I had in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, absolutely. I think it is better in this case. I just really expected there to be some kind of conflict with her going into Speaking it. Speaking of people who, like, I don't feel like we saw any of this episode. Uh, Tiffany, we didn't really see much of, and n- not much of Heather either. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany had her whole story as a previver. Yeah, I think we got a bit of Tiffany just I mean, because every, she was everybody kind of has the their the everybody has their like their introductory edit. Sure, I mean that, that's kind of oh, and Tiffany was the the like 
a- Abraham was gunning for Tiffany. Yeah, Tiffany was yeah. the oh, but, initial right. initial vote. But yeah, she she it wasn't much of her speaking up. It was the rest of the tribe saying, "No, let's not vote out Tiffany." <laughs> yeah. Uh, Heather, on the other hand, yeah, no, she was on Luvu. So yeah, I think we should <laughs> not have much screen time that we got to hear from her at all because sometimes in the these premieres, people just kind of aren't present in any way and i'm pretty sure this time around we got to hear at least a little bit from everybody mm-hmm. which is cool and you know probably helps that we were in the uh you know an 18 person start and episode two we're immediately going down to 16 so we'll have time to kind of get to know everybody hopefully a little bit better yeah now that we're on the yellow tribe mm-hmm. uh i just wanted to say that i am surprised that there hasn't been any kind of conflict between evie and david and we mentioned this in the draft but like we even had a clip of them just like talking about the vote and i was like this is bizarre to me um i I was wondering if like this was gonna happen they both seem like players like trying to think five steps ahead i think at some point, they're going to butt heads. I didn't think it was going to be immediately. I, I think yes. it. It seems like you know, and David kind. Of, I mean, both of these people, right, left a kind of strong impression in their their preseason stuff. But it seems like once they got on the beach on the island, they were able to you know play up their you know the best of their social games in the moment and not instantly like start to get on anybody's nerves. So. Yeah. It's, you know, it's something that could have could have blown up, but I think, I don't know, it, it's just nice when we try to, like, look at this as a new era of Survivor, and while we might still have some people, like, Brad and Abraham maybe trying to play, like, that legacy style of game, I really think everyone has in their head, like, the, the meta rules, like, you have to, you know, not be grading or not hold grudges, like, immediately... And I think we might see that type of, like, evolution be rewarded on this season. Mm-hmm. I think the only other thing notable from the Yellow Tribe is I feel like there's a very clear Evie-Liana thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember exactly what they talked about, but I think we saw a lot of those two together when going to, like, Tiffany to tell her what was going on yeah that's that's a you know at least if if they're going to establish it as one that seems like a a pair to look forward to at least Mm -hmm. i'm praying for it at the very least (laughs) maybe i'm just on like gigacopium (laughs) and being like please be a power couple alliance but yeah yeah evie seemed like a, a pretty solid like good character a really strong narrator in this episode uh liana was certainly at the center of a lot of discussion yeah going going looking at the preseason going into the draft i felt like i i didn't get a strong impression from liana i didn't expect her to like come in and you know be making a bunch of moves or have this big personality or anything but there's a lot of her in this episode which like i was really happy to see um seeing her be like proactive about telling tiffany um was really cool and it surprised me Mm -hmm. so that's also you know i i I like seeing that otherwise we have you know people like xander who you know we'll we'll talk a little bit more about later but ultimately was a little more like subdued in his role voce who is going by voce um (laughs) i really thought his like his uh confessionals were really funny I yes. would love to see him stick around just for like him falling apart in these confessionals. Yeah, I think I think him and Deshaun actually did a pretty good job of being the like having a funny confessional while being, you know, normal or friendly outside of it. Mm-hmm. And going into it, that idea again was just like that seems hard to pull off, but uh they did it they are funny and <laughs> you know i still don't particularly like voce but uh 
if he's a character, I'm willing to have him around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as long as he can continue to be entertaining, I'm glad to have him. All right, well, I guess we might as well move our way down to the Green Tribe. Yeah, and we can, can cover some can, of the people here. Can I circle back to your comment on uh, Brad about play, playing a an old school game of Survivor, and you know just. <laughs> saying people's names right to their face oh god just like... oh he no he would never do that right like it's the <laughs> 41st season of survivor that that really feels like something you you would you just you can't do anymore you couldn't what do I that love, in season like five what i love about what brad is doing here right is he it's not that he doesn't know what he's doing is like you know not okay in survivor he knows he's just you know, following the perspective of like, you know, I'm not going to lie or I'm not going to deceive or anything. I'm just going to say, hey, I think these two people right here in front of me are options. You you don't but have to lie and deceive matter. to just say, exactly. hey, <laughs> I, I'm not comfortable saying who I want because, you know, they're here. And, um, you know, you can circle around the answer in some way and bring it up later. Yeah, and this is this is what I was thinking during the episode too. It's like, okay, you have this situation where Brad in this moment has proved in, you know, season 41, he might not have the most up-to-date game sense, right? So it makes him seem like a good person to maybe like take to the end with you, right? If he's someone who isn't mm-hmm. going to be like in circles around you. However, you cross the line between like, okay, good to drag with me or liability if he ends up giving up all of my information mm-hmm. oh gosh yeah the next scene he just went directly to jd i forgot mm-hmm. oh my gosh no i i would not want him around so yeah brad seems like one of those people where like if everyone starts to catch on how he's playing like, well i don't want this guy around he's just gonna you know ruin everything he's an agent of chaos for sure <laughs> that's but worrying. also as so, as somebody who first picked JD, kind of an MVP, <laughs> kind of coming through. Uh, but yeah, the the Green Tribe dynamic is interesting because obviously the biggest thing, like off rip, everyone was like, "No, JD, mm-hmm. not vibing with JD." JD and... got such a big chunk of the episode. Like, yeah, JD's world. We're just living in it. Apparently, I'm very surprised that JD wasn't the vote out, and like, Mm -hmm. also Brad's name caught up, got brought up. It it was it was a weird tribal. Oh yeah, it was a live tribal. So yeah, I think part of the votes being so in the air. Yeah, it's just because of how small the tribes are. Like, it's very easy to. You know, it's very easy to change the vote if you get one person, right? Um, and then, yeah, as you said, we'll get to it with Live Tribal, but, um, yeah, just just off rip, JD was the target of, like, everyone. And then JD finds out, and I don't know, I feel like we didn't get to see exactly how it turned to Sarah, so it was between Sarah and Brad at that point, at least on the end of like JD and his mm-hmm. vote. Um, it was but- like Brad wanted Sarah or Sean out, and then Sean was like the the middle was like the one deciding the vote, kind of with right. with, with her little musical cue going on in the background, <laughs> humming her theme. Gosh, yeah, thank you, production hopefully it would be like nice to get you know where we check in at the beginning of the episode and they like are walking back from tribal all right guys be, what happened yeah it would be <laughs> nice to get like maybe like justification or explanation or a confessional you know something like that so we can understand the process of what's going on a little bit more um you know always hoping for survivor to be able to grow a little bit and give us the information uh that would be really nice to have the same thing with like ricard too where he was pushing for JD so hard the whole time, and then all of a sudden he's like voting with uh, this other group. Right. 
And so the votes are a little weird. It's also really hard to tell who's actually with who. Because Sarah and Ricard seemed like they were, like, in. Like, they yep. were two that wanted JD. And then it was, like, JD and Brad who wanted somebody else and Chantel in the middle. Um, like, there were, you know, initial claims of being a kumbaya tribe. There's a, clearly a lot of tension under the surface. Uh, I I think there might be some truth to that idea of unity, and that might be why there wasn't such a, like, clear, obvious divide here, because it came down to, like, looking at game reasons as a side to, like, oh, I don't like this person. Um, but I was kind of surprised to see things just be up in the air at Tribal. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that during the tribal, it really felt like Chantel and JD were, like, a pair. Just on based on the way that, like, JD was going to Chantel specifically for, like, you know, look, I am with you, what do we do, kind of thing. And Chantel was saying basically the same thing. But we didn't really see them uh strategizing beforehand relationship yeah so i wonder if that is like a relation a a soft alliance that's there and we just didn't see it because of the way the votes were or if that was just for that tribal kind of thing yeah i think Um, we're operating on trust clusters here mm, i see i see it does feel that way actually what? No I, think it's, I think it's too yeah i think it's a little too early for people to maybe have those solid alliances when they're still trying to figure out like how the game's different there's not many people on these tribes so there's nowhere to really hide and i feel like the last thing you want to do is make it a two versus four yeah that makes sense i think the other thing with this tribe specifically is that genie's name wasn't there at all because if we're talking like Genie just like wasn't in the conversation yeah. at all. Right. Or the social game. Yeah, which is totally fair. I think being Why out of the conversation at all. Yeah, it, it's just like I am so surprised that it's Sarah's name over Genie there as like the options, right? Yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's like we just aren't given the information that would be helpful to know. But, you know, I can see if they're really weighing it down, that Sarah might just not be as solid of, like, a... I don't know. I I just don't know. It's hard to know what the reasoning between the two of them. It all came down to that puzzle. <laughs> I mean, Oh, that maybe, missing puzzle piece. I just feel like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if these people are playing like that. It's just weird. They're, like, certainly each person has, like, pros and cons, but I can only judge based off what the show gave us. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, you know, I'm not surprised to see Sarah go out here, but um, in this way, is kind of interesting as a last minute turnaround. Yeah, yeah, the Green Tribe definitely has the most interesting dynamics here, mm-hmm. both in terms of alliances and just as like this vote and even the way that they're playing because they're. Pretty quickly, we're like, let's just live tribal this, if this is how it's going to be. Speaking um, of alliances, votes, and, and and dynamics, we didn't even talk about a little excursion. Yeah, thank you. It's a good time to get to that right now, huh? I, I love this twist. Oh, yes, 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 yes. This little, right, this little summit where they, they walk up to the summit of a hill or something. Um, see, first they they had to go to the Island of the Idols, right? That they had the, the boatman <laughs> come, and and it's Island of the Idols all over again for a minute. Yeah, except there's no idols. Uh, it's just yeah. a sign that says, "Hey, uh, introduce yourselves." <laughs> yeah, just chill. Jeff Probst has to climb this mountain every first episode. Now you do too. <laughs> I I like this little set. It it's it's like in. It, I, I'm going to say instead of a swap, even though we don't know when, if the swaps are happening, but like instead of this, little relationships building between tribes just as a twist, as as a a setup. Yeah, having a little like, <laughs> yeah, hangout period. This is 
one of those things where it it feels refreshing in a way, right? Instead of going off to Ghost Island or the Island of the Idols or anything silly like that, you know, they're just going to a place. It feels a little old school, feels a little like you know new, uh, and they just get to like hang out. And if they merge or you know they swap tribes or anything, that's an existing relationship they have. And mm-hmm. I would I would like to see more of these little things, right? Where it's just like keeping the game interesting. Because if we're going to go into this new era where we, you know, are trying to embrace the the fun and the wacky mechanics of the game, I would rather them embrace it than just give us, like, odd advantages and, you know, whatever boring stuff. It's like, it, it's active, it's fun. Yeah, I agree. I like the I like the twist a lot. More specifically about the combination of people we had, we had Danny, Xander, and... JD, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is amazing that it's it's one from each of our teams. <laughs> yes, that is true. It's also an interesting like setup because I've I always felt like Xander and JD would vibe. I feel like they have they would like get along. So to have them interact at all is like cool. And JD just like picked a rock. <laughs> that was yeah. <laughs> that was interesting. That oh that that's the other thing we could talk about is like going into that. Do you ever volunteer to go? I don't. I mean, well, okay. In this situation, it seems like everyone. Well, maybe not. I, I mean, the way JD kind of like explained the story, obviously, it didn't go over for him very well. <laughs> compared to Xander and Danny, who seems like they were in pretty good graces. You know, Danny said he. Uh, you know, I I, I think guess, this... have we talked about this wheel yet? No, no, we haven't. Okay, well, I was gonna like, get to that I, after the. I think this know, this whole scene, this whole scene is pretty great for Danny because he's just like, wait, nobody wants to go. All right, sure, whatever, yeah, I'll go. And then he just mm-hmm. explains the story just as it is, and people don't really doubt him. Yeah, this, like, uh, as a day one thing, it's like you don't want to put a target on your back. So I feel like in most cases, it's it's best to just stick back if you can. That being said, for somebody like Xander, who might come out of it uh, and not really bury himself anymore, it seems like he got off fine and he gets an advantage out of it. But I think... Ultimately, it seems like Danny kind of comes out of this the best of anybody by just being honest. Yeah. By just being a chill dude. (laughs) Now, what I want to complain about here Uh is why the hell did Green Tribe just be like, no, I don't believe JD. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he was lying about one part of it. They weren't no. They... He when he was mean? like he when he was explaining like the mechanics of the wheel, he was explaining it incorrectly. He he was just like trying to go off what he remembered and just like I he did it 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 seemed off his his whole story. It just whatever in yeah in whatever way it just seems like he was not quite as convincing as the other two people. His and, delivery was kind of cagey. Was, if he was trying to cover anything up, you know, trying to, like, skirt around details or anything, that could have been there. Um, you know, it just... And it may have been him. Maybe people already weren't super hot on him, so... Because that's what I think. Yeah. I think people oh, just yeah. got a bad vibe from him. He gave the exact same story that the other two did, and they were just like, no, you didn't come back with something, therefore we don't believe you. Because based on what... They said in their confessionals, that's what it sounded like. Was like Sarah going, you don't leave on a boat and then come back with nothing unless you like made a, yeah, made a bad choice, lost something, got a selfish advantage versus a tribal one. You know, that, that, that's what all of their confessionals sounded like. It definitely snowballed. Yeah, basically she said, like, oh, it sounds like BS. And I was just like, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't know, I don't get it. 
And like, like you said, maybe he explained it weird, but from what we heard, it sounded pretty reasonable, but whatever. I'm just he's mad. On, on your tribe, so you know. Yeah, I have to go to bat for my you boy. You have some, some bias. So, this wheel, mm-hmm. this, this, this prisoner's dilemma of, what, what the heck was it? If everybody risks it, everybody loses their vote? Yes, so... Yeah. The rules are, obviously, each person decides to protect or uh, risk their vote. If all of them risk their vote, then everyone just loses their vote. If at least one person protects their vote, anyone that votes to risk it gets an extra vote. So, Danny, I, 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 I'm, I should be a little bit upset that you're getting me less points this episode for not risking your vote. But, dude, I, I totally accept his idea of just, you know what? I trust these dudes. I want them to trust me. Here you go. So, have your, have your free uh, extra votes. I have learned to never take risks in a Nash equilibrium situation. Or prisoner in Siloma situation. Yes. So my last semester in school, uh, I took an artificial intelligence court. And part of that was about, you know, making sure you make the right decision and stuff. And one of the questions on our test was a prisoner's dilemma scenario. So if we wrote yes on our tests uh, and 80% people did so, we got three bonus points. Alternatively, you could say no and you would get one bonus point. But if 80% of the people didn't say yes... People who said yes got absolutely nothing, and the people who said no got two bonus points. And I'm like, this is obvious, obvious, obvious. We should all just say yes, because that would be the maximum number of points. There's no reason people should be saying no. Yeah, there's literally no reason for people to say no. Yeah, on that side, there's not even an incentive to There's no incentive to say no. I agree. Apparently, no, but, like, uh, but other people are stupid is what I've learned that day. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane to me. If you said, like, if you say no, you get five points, I'd be like, oh, it's the prisoner's dilemma. That makes sense. In that case, there is literal, like, literally no reason to say no. But alas, alas, sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> Take no risks. So in Survivor. But yeah, so 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 going into this, I also am of the mindset that every prisoner's dilemma, I would say, you know, yes, right? I would say the 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 safe option, the don't risk anything, don't you know, uh, ruin it for everyone keep, else. Option: keep your vote, keep your vote in this case. But I also can look at the situation right with these two other people and say, if at least one of them. I think is going to protect their vote, then I could risk it. And I might. Um, but that completely depends on the people. Um, but I am a, by default, protect your vote person. I, I'm really glad the editors, you know, didn't show JD mm-hmm. rotating the wheel at all in the episode. We get, <laughs> we get, Xander confirmed true. He's he's not lying. We get to see his clip, and then we get JD's story, and people are like, "Hmm, maybe he's lying." All that, and then right at the end, hey, here's your extra vote. That yeah. I mean, I feel like them not showing it kind of confirmed that he did lie. Yeah. I mean, I thought I thought he told us in the confessional that he he chose the risk option. His he, he, no, there was his, one. his wording specifically was I told them that I saved my vote and he didn't say if that was a lie or not. He just said I told them. I I like how they cut it together. Okay. <laughs> and like <laughs> me being an idiot was under the impression that he did not risk his vote. And I thought, I was like, oh yeah, he protected it. So when he walks in and then there's the paper that's like, you have two votes. I was like, (gasps) (gasps) I was shocked. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was like, cool. All right. Sick, JD. I partially expected him to just grip it then and there. But the, by the end of the like live tribal, um, I don't think it was worth it. But like going into the tribal, I was like, he could, uh, he could. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it seemed like 
for how live the trouble was, his name kind of wasn't coming up anymore. Yeah, no. Yeah, Which, I think you know, by could that have all been manufactured, switched. but by the time they were voting, um, it seemed like it was pretty clearly either between Brad and Sarah. I mean, the way the opening statements went, it kind of felt like the target was on JD until things got rolling, and then it just totally fell off of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it would be really interesting if down the line, and I would hate this because obvious reasons, if Chantel's like late game, right, and she not necessarily reveals, but if she's like playing the game, and you think back to this moment and you're like, what if, what if she never wanted JD out and then was the one that subtly pushed the name away from him during that? Yeah. That's possible. That'd be some that'd be some gameplay. I mean, clearly she felt closer to JD than Sarah. Mm-hmm. Because Sarah seemed like a perfectly good option there, but her her word to uh send Sarah home. Yeah. So that's a pretty uh good coverage of notable people, notable moments. Uh is there any other fun things that went on you guys wanna give? mentioned to uh flying mentioned it but i really want to bring it up again that uh they actually made made a little um what's it called when you're at a piece of music a little motif for sean specifically yeah for Chantel's little little hum as she did because that's totally a confessional that they could have just cut out and we just never see but instead of that they show us and then also write the theme and, for yeah, it build on it to like cover the scenes of her talking to all these people oh yeah my it's God. great it's great that is just a great little detail that i um that i and appreciate then, a lot and then they bring it back right before tribal oh, they, they just play it in the background while she's scheming mm-hmm uh, what I guess I, I do want to bring up is just how much of a frickin' mess the the hopping off the boat at the start. <laughs> that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yase completely missing one paddle. <laughs> Luvu just, why aren't we moving? Oh, no. I, I, I found enjoyed that hilarious. That. It was like an actual challenge and not just like grab these melons and these chickens in this bucket, right? Get them on your raft before I say you have to go. It was like, you know, you have to find your 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 paddles and go use them. It was a nice start. Yeah. Because I hate these bo- these these chaos <laughs> boat starts. I hate them. It's just it it doesn't make the show interesting. Um, yeah, done as a challenge, I'm I'm more into it because it feels like it's yeah more organized and fair than like some people get three chickens and other tribes get a melon or whatever. It's just like uh, that's not interesting. But yeah, turning wonder, the okay. like turning the we're arriving. Oh, now we have to get to the island like we're real survivors into like a challenge is um cool with me. Yeah, and the water is really pretty. <laughs> uh, in in past seasons, oh, we've no, we're talking seen, about the water. <laughs> we've seen like advantages kind of hidden or dropped on the ground or anything on these boats. But for how long Yase was searching on that boat, I can't imagine there was anything. Oh, that's a good point. Because like you know, you never know if something's like hiding out there, and it seems like this would be the season they would they would do that. But I can't imagine that none of them would have found anything. Yeah. Oh my gosh, wait, hold on one second. Uh Tiffany, Tiffany, <laughs> please. What you were you were your hand was like less than a foot away from the the beware advantage. <laughs> yeah, it was really such an obvious spot please. too. Oh, like my... she was looking at the tree, just not in the hole of the tree where I, idols are. I don't know how I feel about having this forbidden knowledge. I really don't know how I feel about it. Because on one hand, when they're close to it, it's, like, exciting. And you're like, ooh, I know, but they don't. But at the same time, it will drive me insane if they keep doing this. Can we talk about the uh, very 
awkward delivery of uh, Jeff's little interstitial bit here. It's like, I'm going to hide this at the Yase tribe. I'll also I, hide it on the I other tribes. It, it was it was very dumb, but <laughs> I'm fine with fun. that. I yeah, I I think it's a little fun. Don't show me a flashback to the start of the episode. That, that was a bit much. <laughs> yeah. Where, oh my god. It was gosh. like, oh look, this is the place where Jeff put the advantage. Oh no, this, I know. Hey, no remember when me. Jeff put the advantage here? This this is like uh, moving the camera, like having it pause for two seconds on this on this very clearly obvious. Um, uh, game within a game in the middle of a challenge. <laughs> yeah. This is, oh, you're you're doing a little bit too much telling. Yeah, well, you you gotta think about the kids. Did, did y'all do the because game within ultimately a game? that's what the show is about. Yeah, and and that leads us into the game within a game. Oh where, my gosh! I mean, I don't know if you couldn't pause this. I feel like you, you might have a hard. They, time. they tweeted it. They tweeted it. Got it. But still, you know. If you're watching on Paramount Plus, you can you can pause the episode, um, take a minute to uh to figure it out. Uh, Day one aliens. Yeah, so that's what Fred <laughs> came up with at first, <laughs> and it seems like it it could make sense, you know, because they're like aliens to the beaches. They're like showing up. They're invading. So yeah, sure. Day one. Aliens. Why why do you pronounce lions lion lions? <laughs> Because well, I no. knew it was going to pr- be pronounced so weird. Because so well, my first so thought, blonde, right? It, you know, it's screwed my up first there. thought was a lions. <laughs> when I think about the <laughs> word, right, and I put the a in front of lions, aliens looks like what it looks like. <laughs> so, yeah. So ultimately, you know, we turn this one. You know, you get the Sunday minus sun. So you, okay. Good day. You get the wand minus D. You get a wand, and then uh, what it was the what was a, the last one? A, a, a and two lions. A plus two picture lions. So we turn this into you know day one alliance, and what? you can take this. <laughs> <laughs> you you can take this answer and take it over to the game within the game website that has been set up, and you can put the answer in, and then Jeff pops up. You say good job. But now, Thanks, now Jeff. comes the now comes the tough the part. Re- the real challenge: unscramble the <laughs> letters of the yeah, word and vote. This, <laughs> and we unscramble. You know, it's like T E O V or something. Okay, vote. Got it. Yeah. Jeff pops up again. <laughs> that Ooh, was really good, hard. Good job. That was a tough one. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was so easy, guys. I definitely didn't write veto the first time. I and did it. and now let me spoil the next episode for you. I'm like, okay, okay, and I stopped there. Um. But apparently that's that's what happens. And if we plug in all of our answers throughout the entire season, uh, maybe like the screen will fill up with confetti or something. No, Jeff but... will personally come to your door and invite the driver. That, that's the surprise, <laughs> right? Heck yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. Uh, I'm definitely not going to be spoiling myself on every single episode, though. So. <laughs> My stupidity truly knows no bounds. And, it, you know, it was very harmless. It was fun to do. I really really don't mind it yeah it's just a neat little thing i thought that they were going to be a bit more subtle with the with showing the puzzle because when they talk about like a puzzle that's in the show i think of like gravity falls level like there's a few letters on a fence in the corner of the screen this this is not for reddit this is (laughs) this is for children yeah. Yeah. But I you know, that you're out. at one you're at one tribe and you see, you know, the, the Sunday part like etched in and then you go to like That's what I thought. Xander's oh, that... wheel. Yeah, Xander's that wheel has so the, the wand part. Brad's then... complaining it's too easy yet he got both parts wrong. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If if Reddit really wanted to tackle something, it was the triangle puzzle this episode. Yeah. Just take a if I and if you don't know, do you want to take a wild guess what the number is? I, I, I mean, I was reading the comments, but at first okay. I started counting, and I thought, oh, it's got to be forty-one, right? I got thirty-seven <laughs> when I counted. No, pe- apparently people have found fifty-one. Yep, a lot of triangles. Come on, yeah. like the make, states. Make, make it the season number. That would be humorous. The key is to to. It's just on, like, a piece of cloth, right? Put holes in mm-hmm. every triangle and count them somewhere. You would end up with 
there, not there's so that's, that's there's not so exactly many overlaying. You yeah. ruin your your. your uh, I haven't. <laughs> They're not. The they don't get to, to keep the it. sheet. <laughs> As a blanket. They don't get to keep <laughs> the cake. buckets of water. It's seawater, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. So overall, fun episode. I'm excited to see this new era they take us in. Um, doesn't seem too too awful. Yeah, that's the other thing we didn't talk about too specifically, but you did mention it, is that this episode didn't feel any different. <laughs> and it felt like a new season. That was it, it felt like a new season. It didn't feel like a new era. Like, maybe it felt a little faster in some regards, but if if they truly expect this to be a new era, and if I'm willing to believe them, then I'm looking forward to whatever they do. But for now, it's just more Survivor, and it's good. Yeah, well, we'll see how how things go down the line. Some days but... our castaways will wake up to find the mail up for tree mail. <laughs> <laughs> last thing, last thing about the episode: guys are banned. No more guys. We are just coming on in. <laughs> All right, I I I can respect. I like the little conversations. I like Jeff saying, "Hey, if if you want to bring things up, let's 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 be open to discussion." Yeah. That's that's nice. It's a little odd having the the guys discussion at the top of the episode and then also at the immunity challenge, but that's how it mm-hmm. happened. So here here I have some problems with this and again I don't want this to be a whole discussion, but basically I feel weird about the fact that he asked the question. I think asking the question is totally fine. I think that is like a reasonable thing to do, but when a queer woman says no, it's fine. It's a very iconic phrase. Guys is, you know, gender neutral. It doesn't matter. Um, and he says, okay, cool. If nobody else has anything to say, then that's fine. Only to immediately, the next challenge, have a guy speak up and say, no, actually, let's not say guys. It's not inclusive. And then just be like, yes, finally. It just feels... It feels... You, you did directly just then use guys, a gendered pronoun. <laughs> right. It just... It just feels. I ultimately, mean, for something like that Jeff, I guess. yeah, for something Jeff apparently had already made up his mind about. Yeah, and that's there the other you thing. go. If he yes, if he wants to do it, then that's fine. But don't. I, I just I. It feels weird to me to make it like it's this just a big pat deal. on the back. It's just them saying, "Hey, look how look how good we are." Look yeah, we which did. I don't like. When you know, if if they want, if Jeff wanted to change it, he could have just said. Something different, and a very, very, very small amount of people would even notice. Yeah. In fact, I I think the more that I've thought about it in my head, I like come on in way more. The more that I think about him saying it, the more the guys feels out of place. Mm-hmm. But again, my whole thing is just it felt very weird how it was done on screen. Because the other thing is like, it pretty directly says, oh yeah, no, I Jeff cares more about Ricard's opinion than Evie's opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was weird, but that's all. I think it's, the actual change is fine. You know what, I, I, I'm i gonna, I'm gonna get back on you, Fred, there, for just a moment. It is worth also noting that Ricard is married to a trans man, so. For sure. He also deals with, you know, issues of gender in his everyday life as well. Yeah, that is true. Okay, so now it's time to move into the points section of the podcast. As a first episodes usually go, uh, not a lot of you know super interesting stuff we going on. are doomed soaring and whose fault is this frederick <laughs> all mine that's <laughs> what i thought i that's what I, thought. I am truly sorry for the the pit of points that i've put us in that so, we can never i am going to let of. you off on the hook here a little bit i think the way the draft went and you know the order that people picked people and how even I was feeling a bit. We were losing one person this episode. I th- I think that was unavoidable. Yeah. But Abraham was completely avoidable and completely. Yes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> I do hate it. <laughs> so, All right, because how are you going to is... make this up to me, Fred? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know, dude. What do you want from me? You're gonna have to figure something out before the tribe swap, or maybe you won't have a tribe to come back to. Oh, what? Okay. So it's only one episode, despite being okay. two hours long. 
I was going to say, because we are kind of starting off new here, I just wanted to do a quick breakdown of, you know, the kinds of things that get people points in our system. Uh, to start with, we just have, like, an episode point. This is what they get for appearing in the episode. We have a couple of variant rules based on, like, the finale and the merge episode. But, you know, just for appearing, being present, you get some points. And then you get points for challenges. There's some that are tied to advantages and playing advantages. And at the very end, we have points for receiving votes, but not going home. So in this episode, we have Ricard and Tiffany and Brad, who all got voted for. But for one reason or another, they're still around. So you get votes there. In this episode, um, we started with the reward challenge win, which we all had two people from the Yua tribe. So we're still on a completely even playing ground. Uh, where things start to get interesting are with uh, this visit to the island in the prisoner wheel. Prisoner wheel. <laughs> so how we have this set up? Wait, calling it a prisoner's wheel sounds so much more threatening than it, yeah than it actually was. <laughs> so all right, JD, uh, Xander, Danny, it's time for the prison wheel. <laughs> Yeah, so each of these people were giving points uh, for, you know, kind of participating for finding the advantage. You know, trying to play along with the season, yeah, right? Fi- finding this this twist, this this yeah. ch- this opportunity and, and for In one way something. or another, whether they volunteered or it was by random chance, you know, they are here on this, this island interacting with this game mechanic. Uh, because we're anticipating a lot of risk, do or do not choices... Um, anytime somebody takes a risk, we're going to be giving them two points. And anytime somebody takes the safer option, uh, it's one point. So then Xander and JD get two points and Danny gets one. So we're starting to see some deviation here, right? That would put blockbuster definition and the friends we made along the way one point ahead of the Flame Pog Empire. Oh no! Oh, so sad! But then we move into the immunity challenge, where things have another opportunity to get interesting. If Yua, the green tribe, wins immunity, then we're all kind of still just sitting at even. Uh, however, because the uh, blue tribe... The Goliaths. Luvu, right? Luvu, yeah. Luvu wins this challenge. So that is when uh, you know we start to see our numbers move around. Uh, blockbuster definition, me and Jimmer, we have three people... Flame Pog Empire has two, Friends Made Along the Way has one, so we benefit the most. So we're getting nine points, right? We get three points each for each person for winning. So sets that up, and then finally, I already went over the voting and safe stuff. A couple extra one points peppered in there. Heck yes! Pepper (laughs) points! So where that puts us now is, of our three teams, we have the Friends We Made Along the Way, uh, right now with 20 points no comment <laughs> then we have flame pog <laughs> empire on? <laughs> with flame pog empire has 24 points and blockbuster definition has 27 points so right now you know a little different but in the long long term wide scale by the time we're at the finale you know seven points is is nothing right so, yeah starting off with these first episodes blockbuster definition i think is gonna continue growing with with that that pick of three luvu on your team mm-hmm. i i i expect they're gonna get even more wins i mean yeah, we never I, know when a tribe swap might show up though so we'll see good point good point but i'm i'm still happy i think my people are gonna stick around for a while despite the fact that two of them had votes and safe and you know we're on the chopping block sort of <laughs> Yeah, so there's that is kind of where we're at right now. And in the future episodes, uh, you know, as they've made kind of clear, the friends we've made along the way is certainly at a bit of a disadvantage because they're no longer getting points for two of their people. So oh, not only that, are they a boat capsizes next episode and two players fall from every, every other team. <laughs> Jeez, unfortunate. Gosh, are we gonna have? We don't. We don't know if we're gonna have two people voted out like every episode for a while More or not. Yeah. 
Uh, we don't need to have more people voted out as long as um, they just show us the right amount. Because it's going to be the same amount of eliminations as always, right? Yeah. Even though the game's shorter, they're just not going to have reward challenges, right? So even if they're having, like, one day as a challenge, then the next day is a tribal, and then a challenge in the tribal, our episodes shouldn't be significantly different other than needing to have a double boot, which we just got for episode one. Yeah, they they gotta bring out, like, the second immunity totem yeah. idol thing. Does the math really work episode. out like that? I mean, it should. I mean, it's not really any different for us from a typical season because they changed the schedule. Right, right. So as long as they're still just showing us one elimination per episode... We're just going to be seeing, you know, more episode stuff from less days worth. More I think they've time. made pretty clear, like, we're not, there's really not going to be reward challenges, or there might be, like, barely any. So we'll just see more of the days that they're, you know, playing for. They could also be reward immunity challenges. Definitely. Yeah, so right now, friends we made along the way in a rough spot. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's kind of early to specifically form opinions on anybody who's like on the outs or whatnot i feel like you know we're so early in the game so much can can change still also one solace we still had the highest individual point earner which is kind Gosh. of neat. i, yeah, I guess we, it does uh, make sense that jd got all that screen time with <laughs> nine total points on mm-hmm. on our count yes sir our, yeah, so our we additionally track superior to the survivor official one. <laughs> we track, you know, points as a team, but also for individuals. Uh, usually, you know, looking at past seasons, the winner ends up with the most points in the end, but not not always, I don't think. So right now we have JD on top with nine, um, and we have a bunch of people who like only got one point for being in the episode. They're all on the all say tribe. Is there? Oh yeah, wow. So you had both the highest point earner and th- the three lowest <laughs> three three of the four lowest point all earners. about min we don't talk about those uh it's fine one of them's gone after we kind of go over the points this is I hate you. when i usually open things up for trades uh trades this season we just want to make sure that there is some form of consent involved with both team members before a trade happens i um i guess I, I usually input my own feelings here do you guys have any uh trades you're you're itching to do i feel like i know anybody well enough at this point to start coping things out like that yeah i'm happy with my 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 group cool yeah you i have a couple eric that is yeah you can't an option you can't really trade anyone that you know can't get any points anymore well we don't technically know that he can't gosh yeah if mike white killed the edge of extinction so the merge episode they revealed the edge of extinction has been in play the entire time what about that one weird time where they had like a pirate tribe yeah if that happens, then happen. our point system would be in shambles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I have a couple trades I'm interested in, but I haven't really talked to Jimmer, and it's only episode one, so it's, you know, hard hard to really know Which one at, at this point. Though? Well, I can't just offer up my information like that. I need to Why not? Later. Because it's all confidential. <laughs> I mean, you're being so weird about this. It's not a big deal. You can just tell us, dude. You don't, don't want to... You don't want to talk about your your background ideas of uh, trading Ricard for Brad? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Do any of them involve my team? Do any Uh, of them involve Abraham? (laughs) Listen, I don't want Eric and I don't want Abraham. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... This is, I guess, an opportunity. If you guys have anything last you wanna you wanna say before we move on and, and get ourselves out of here. All good. Okay. Do I do I have to hand over my flint for uh, as as we're heading back to camp? You know. 
No, you can hold on to it this time. Okay, okay good. Good. We, we, won. we won. We won the immunity challenge. We're not <laughs> there <laughs> only one only one tribe here is are losing players. Alright. Here's my flint. Here's also Thank my firstborn you, child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's you and my will. Awesome. Here's my life savings. Cool. <laughs> so that just about wraps it up for us this week. Yeah, next next time we might have a slightly different group of people. Uh I know that Jimmer and TV both had some opinions on this episode. They didn't get a chance to share, so we might, you know, always be doing a little bit of like keep up back and forth, but hopefully it'll it'll keep things nice and interesting. Keep things fresh. Yeah. All right, fine. Get us out of here. What? Oh, uh, if you want to check out the other episodes, go to rngshow.com. Thank you to Mango for editing this episode. Uh, if you want to see the spreadsheet that we're talking about, all these points, uh, that is rngshow.com slash 41, or we have a link down in the show notes. Uh, thank you to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up, and we'll be back next week, whoever we are. Talking about episode two. Bye! Yeah! See you Bye! Then. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, uh, ending Ooh, stinger, sweet. ending stinger, ending stinger. Ooh. Some some joke at Fred uh, Fred's expense. Fred being dead. <laughs> so, uh, 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 Fred's an idiot. Fred's stupid. Fred's a uh, piece of sh- uh, um, oh, keep going! Come on, you got this. Uh, 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 I'm seeing the Matrix, uh, calculating funniest bit. <laughs>